Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on knowing what you believe and why you believe it. If you are eager, like I am, to strengthen your faith, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. Well, we're concluding our study in the book of First Peter. Our theme has been living with hope, and hope is something this world needs. We've talked about that, and I pray as we've gone through this book and how practical uh, Peter has been in our lives that you and I can understand how to live out that hope because we're reminded where our hope is. Our hope is found in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We don't have a dead hope. We have a living hope, and that should be lived out in our lives, and we talked about all the practical ways. And as Peter winds down this letter here, he comes to something that is very, very serious, something that is very real in our lives personally. It's very real in our lives for uh, 2023. Uh, we see the evidence of it all around us. And it's the fact that you and I have an enemy. We have an adversary. And Peter finishes off here and he says, maybe you're familiar with this verse, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. And what a great promise that is that you and I can cast our anxious thoughts, cast our worries, cast our fears upon him. Why? Because he cares for us and he wants to help us and he wants to walk with us through our trials, our troubles, the suffering that Peter's talked about that you and I will go through. But then he quickly says this, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And then he gives us kind of the, the, the equipping, if you will, the, I don't want to say formula, but just the way you and I can resist. He says, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. And so I want to talk to you on this episode and on the next. Pray it'll be a help to you because as you understand personally, Satan is real. Satan desires nothing more than to harm you, to hurt you, uh, to draw you away. He uses all sorts of tactics. Uh, we talked about that months back on our episodes about the tactics that Satan uses. Uh, we'll discuss that a little bit more. But uh, as you look in our world and you see the division, you see the hatred, uh, you see all the shootings, you see all the suicides, you see the mental health crisis that our nation is going through, you see all that our younger generation generation is being faced with. Uh, Paul talks about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against wickedness, against spiritual darkness. He's, he's talking about Satan there, and you and I are not fighting against each other. You know, many times we think it's with the other person, it's with the other country, it's with the other people, but we learn biblically that Satan is behind it all. And so if you think about having an enemy, that it means someone is actively opposed against you. Having an enemy means someone is hostile towards you. They're intentionally bent on trying to hurt you, to tear you down, to ridicule you, to uh, try to hurt your character, to hurt your reputation. An enemy is someone who is not on your side. And this is what Peter's saying. He says, look. I know life can be hard, lots of things are going on, but I need you to be sober and vigilant because you have an enemy. And he begins to describe our enemy here, and he talks about the enemy is the devil, or the adversary is the devil. We also see the devil is referred to in Scripture as Satan, as Lucifer, 
as the fallen angel, the God of this world. We understand he's referred to as sheep, uh, wolves in sheep's clothing, that he appears to us as an angel of light. When it says here an adversary, it means an opponent in a lawsuit. It means someone has brought criminal charges or civic civil charges against you before the judge. They are, in essence, your enemy. They're trying to uh, find you guilty. And we understand Revelation chapter 12, verse 10 tells us that Satan accuses the brethren day and night. We see how he did it to Job. And if you and I think for a moment that Satan is this little cartoon character with a pitchfork, that's fictitious. Satan is a real being that is giving all he has to hurt you. He is your enemy. He is your adversary. And you and I must understand our adversary has a very powerful kingdom. What do I mean? He does not work alone. Sometimes we think, well, I've got this. I can handle this. But we learn real quick that Satan is powerful. The verse I quoted earlier, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. What is that describing? It means Satan has a corporation, if you will. Satan has an entourage. Satan has uh, these demons and these other fallen angels that are uh, with him and that work with him. And honestly, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, gives us the depiction of like an Amazon corporation where you have a CEO, a COO, and you have managers and shift managers, and you have people out making deliveries, all all, how it filters down in this kind of hierarchy uh, corporation type uh, model. And that's essentially what this verse is saying. And we're not wrestling with each other. We're wrestling against the enemy. And the real enemy is Satan. And he is real and he is powerful. But can I say this? Though Satan is powerful and though Satan is out to hurt you and though Satan is your enemy, he is not omnipresent. He can't be everywhere at the same time like God. He is not omnipotent. He does not possess all power as God does. And he is not omniscient. He does not know everything. We must remember that God is these things. God can be everywhere present. God is all-powerful, that God is all-knowing, but Satan is not. And sometimes we think in our minds that Satan is everywhere present at all time. He is not which is why he works through uh, these angels. We understand scripture said a third of the angels fell with him when he rebelled against God. They're working with him. But as, as Satan works, he works to accuse us to God. And the unfortunate thing is as he accuses us, he probably accuses us accurately for the sins that we've committed. But we understand that we have an advocate with the Father. First John chapter uh, one, uh, chapter uh, number two. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And so, as He accuses us to the Judge, God the Father, Jesus Christ steps in on our behalf. And as God wants to say guilty and punishment is comes next, Jesus raises those nail pierced hands on our behalf, and God says innocent because Jesus took the punishment for us. But Satan also causes doubt. You see, Satan is very powerful. And we see how he uses media. He uses podcasts, YouTube videos. He uses preachers. He uses people in places of influence. He uses people with financial uh, backing. He uses 
places, people, media, technology, and he uses that to draw people away. And he loves to cause doubt to come into our mind. For you and I to doubt God, to doubt God's love, to think because there's evil in this world that God cannot love us, God does not love us, because God allowed that to happen to you or your loved one. God does not care for you. He wants to cause doubt in your mind that God cannot and nor will not keep his promise. You cannot trust God's word. God's word is just made up by men who uh, have written what they wanted to write, and it's been copied and copied, and so many mistakes abound in the word of God. It's what Satan wants to say to you and I. That's why it's so important for you and I to know what we believe and why we believe, and not just the what, because grandpa or the pastor told us, yeah, that's the what, but you and I need to know the why. We need to know the why of what we believe so that when Satan comes with the doubt whispering in the ear and trying to draw us away, you and I have a foundation that we can stand on to defeat our enemy. But he loves to cause doubt. He loves to use fear. Think about fear when Peter stepped out of the boat, walking towards Jesus, right? He says, if you'll ask me to come out, if you'll bid me come unto you, Jesus, I'll come. And Jesus said, come. And he walks on water. Can you imagine the feeling? I love water. I love being out wakeboarding, uh, swimming. Uh, but to walk on water, it just doesn't happen. I've barefoot skied before. You have to go very fast. And when you fall, you fall very hard. But I can't walk on water. But there Peter did. But then he began to sink really quick. Why? Because he took his eyes off of Jesus and he looked on that storm around him, on the sea, the waves, the wind, the rain, and he began to sink. What does Satan do? Satan uses fear to distract us, to destroy us, to draw us away. He likes to disguise himself, the Bible says, as an angel of light. What does that mean? He comes to us dressed in truth what appears to be truth, what is closest to that which is truth, but is not. Think about all the different types of cults or sects of, Christi sects of Christianity that are not right on Jesus Christ. What are they? They are a false version of Christianity, but they mimic so closely. They may even use the Bible. They may even use the right words, and that's how they can lure people away. Why? Because he comes as an angel of light. He doesn't wear a shirt and saying, hi, I'm the devil. I'm going to take you out. He comes to you and I, and he appears to be on our side. He appears to be a sheep, but inwardly he's a wolf disguised as a sheep. And he does all that to do what? To draw us away. And Peter talks about that here. How he walks about seeking whom he may devour. Think about that with me just for a moment. And he says this as a roaring lion. What does that make you think of when you hear a roaring lion? I mean, a lion is authority, right? As he lets out that roar. The lion is the king of the jungle, right? He has the authority of the jungle. He has the ability, the speed, the power to destroy stuff. But even at that, when you think about a roaring lion, it sounds vicious. It sounds deadly. It sounds scary, powerful. Right? This is how Peter is describing Satan to you and I. But we understand as a lion would go about, what type of prey is that lion going to find? It's going to find the one that maybe is hurting or is alone. And that's the one it's going to go in for. 
But at the same time, because the lion is powerful, he can take down the strong. But typically, he's going to be opportunistic, and he's going to find the one that is struggling, the one who has isolated themselves from people, from church, from friends, uh, the teenager or the young adult who's isolated themselves from their parents or their, their church and not willing to share what's going on, the, the person who is struggling with doubts and is willing to say something about those doubts, unwilling to find answers and find help. They isolate themselves, and guess what? They're like that hyena or that other type of prey that's just standing there all alone. You know, I've watched some of those videos where if you have multiple uh, of that prey around, sometimes they can ward off the lion. The lion has a harder time. But as you and I isolate ourselves, as you and I put ourselves in a position uh, to be attacked, guess what? Satan's there as a roaring lion. And he walks about, and look, seeking whom he may devour. So rather than attack someone who is weak, he may attack someone who is strong. Why? Because then if he can take down someone in a position of leadership, someone who has a strong testimony at school, at the workplace, and church, then guess what? He can take down other people. We, you've seen this time and time again, some type of leadership uh, defaults or makes a terrible decision, and you can tell it's Satan-led and the effects it has on the congregation. Let's say a pastor or a deacon or a Sunday school teacher falls into sin, and you see the devastating effects it has on the congregation, those that are watching, a parent, a grandparent, same type of thing. But Satan literally walks this earth seeking and searching for those he can destroy. And the word he uses there, whom he may devour, that means to swallow, eat. It means to fully consume. Think about that. To fully consume. That's his desire, young person, if you're listening. That's his desire, mom and dad, is to consume you, consume your marriage, consume your children, consume your testimony, devour you totally, pastor, he wants to destroy you. Me, my family, he wants to destroy us. And if we knew we had someone in our neighborhood or at work that was trying to destroy us like this, we would be very vigilant, very attentive, uh, on guard, ready to protect ourselves. But so many times we allow Satan to come in. We let our walls down. We relax. We put down our guard. We think, hey, we're doing good. This is okay. It, it, it looks like it should be fine, but it, it's really not. And if we're not careful, Satan works his way in. He walks about seeking whom he may devour. And if we're not very careful, he will devour you and I. Satan is real. You and I have an enemy. And as we look in our next episode, we want to look how can we protect ourselves so Peter does not just say, hey, sorry, you've got an adversary. He's walking around as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He tells us, look, you can resist him. And it says it's steadfast in the faith. What does that mean? We're going to talk about it. He says, be sober, be vigilant. What does that look like, practically speaking? And then he ends down here in verse number 10 with hope again. And how that hope can help us to be a defense against Satan. So join with us on next week's episode as we look at our tools and how God has equipped us to defend ourselves against the attacks of Satan. 
Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.